Amen. Well, I'd like to introduce Miss Lana Vasquez to you. Um, we've been partnering with Life Impact for what several years now as a church, and then and and also we um, Amy and I met her in Bible school. She Amy graduated the same class she did, and um, we were actually in a little a little prayer group together. Lana and I were with some friends of ours, and so at, back at Jeremiah and Ron's apartment back in the day. But um, so that's probably been 20 years ago now. So that'll that'll date us. But um, but. Uh, but anyways, um, we're so glad to have you here, Miss Lana, and thank you for all that you do for the kingdom. We're so grateful that we get to see you and listen to you this morning. We know God's got great things for you. So. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. This is my family. <laughs> we are so honored to be here. Um, I, we are just seeing what God's doing through this church around the world, Costa Rica, and just the nations, and it's just so incredible. Yeah, we've been coming for a while because... Jeff and Amy are family, and, uh, and then you guys are family, and so just to see, it's just, I, I'm just so, I was standing there during worship, I'm just so in awe on what the Lord's doing through this church, and so it just feels good to be back, and I'm just so proud of you all, and how you've looked up, and you've looked out to the nation, so thank you for letting us be here with you this morning. Uh, we have a couple treats, we have our stateside team, our stateside U.S. manager, Stacy. she get, got up for a moment, and then my mama's here. So if you, they're all the way from California, so if you could give them a, a hand clap. And then uh, we have somebody all the way from Thailand. Not, there's Stacy. She comes through the back door right now. <laughs> Everybody can wave hi to Stacy. Uh, and then Nod has come all the way from Thailand. Uh, actually, she was my first daughter in my first home, and she, she was one of the first faces that I ever saw when I was 24 years old to start the homes. And she came up to me and said, uh, I don't have a mom and you don't have a daughter. Today, you're my mom and I'm your daughter. And, uh, and she's been my daughter for 16 years. She's now 30, and it's her first time it's a miracle. It's our we've been trying to get her to the States for a long time, so it's her very first time coming to America. So uh, I'm so happy to have her, and she wants to say a little something to you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nat from Thailand. It's, this is my first time to USA, and I have been praying for this to travel with my mom for a long time, and now God opened the door for me. Yes. God knows the right time for me. And that time, if I come, maybe I cannot come out and talk to you like this. <laughs> and that is good time, and that God knows the time, the right time. And also, I want to thank God that opened the door for me and uh, know my deep desire. And uh, he uh, loved me, and thank, thank God about that. And also, I want to thank God. Uh, the reason I come up, I come here, because I want to say thank you for uh, people that supported us, supported my mom and the children that we helped them uh, in Thailand, and also the people that have praying for us. Every, even the, you did not see my face before, you did not meet us before, but you have prayed for us. So thank you very much for everything that you do for us. Yes. Isn't that such a isn't that such a special treat? I mean, you guys, honestly, you're just like one of, uh, you're very blessed to be able to have her. We can't get to everywhere, but I just feel like God had something really special for you guys. So it's awesome because you're one of the uh, only churches that we get to come to during this time here in America. So it's so incredible. You're one of the first churches that she's been to in America. So it's so incredible. Uh, we're going to have a good time. You could cue the pictures. So what God's been speaking, I, I want to give you a little update of what you're a part of over in Thailand and 
Burma. And then I have a little message that God's put in my heart during the season uh, to share with you. But uh, this year has just been a year of unprecedented miracles. We could start with the rescued children. We could start in that one with the uh, recent rescues, that folder, please. Thank you, guys. Uh, and so really right now, current to date, we have 135 rescued children. This year alone, we rescued 27 children, ages three-day-old baby all the way up to 14-year-old. Um, it's been a really incredible year for us, a really busy year, but at the same time, like, again, the word that we just keep getting over and over and is confirmed is unprecedented. There's just been unprecedented miracles, things that we've never seen ever before. They are happening. We feel like we are just walking out Bible stories on the Thai-Burma border. Uh, this little guy is one of our rescues, one of the 27 of the 135. He's one of our most recent rescues, and actually he's uh, eight years old. He was uh, chained to the wall, and he was forced to be a buffalo herder, child slave, and, uh, and when he didn't obey, they'd beat him, and the neighbors said they beat him so bad that they would have to turn away, and they couldn't look. You can see there's little gashes. You can go back to the little boy, sorry. Uh, there's little gashes in his head, and, uh, and so when my staff called us and they said, we need to get them him right now. We can't even look. She literally was crying, our social worker, when she saw this little boy. And, uh, and so and what would happen is that he was sold by his parents, and so that was his life. He was just an animal keeper, buffalo um, herder, and chained to the wall when, any, when he wouldn't obey or when he tried to run away. When he came to our home, it was so incredible because he said, we don't know, we didn't know that uh, I can eat like three meals a day. Uh, they only gave me one meal when I was there. They only let me eat two times a day. I didn't know that I could eat three meals a day. I didn't know that I get to eat meat. You mean you feed me meat here? I get to eat meat? They only gave me rice there. And it's funny. He goes, you mean I get to go to school? I didn't know I could go to school and everything that just a normal child could have. He was so excited. He thought it was like Disneyland at our home. And so it's so incredible. He's so happy. He's so into everything. And, uh, and he's in school. He's eating three meals a day. And he knows Jesus now. So it's so beautiful. Jesus as his rescuer. It's so awesome. Uh, you could go to the next girl now. And uh, another, this is one of our older girls that we rescued when she was younger. Again, it was like a Cinderella story. Her mom had died, and so she got a stepmom, and basically she was just used to take care of her uh, brother and sister. She's used just as a maid to feed them, to bathe them, to take care of them. And, uh, and so when she tried to go to school or anything like that, the stepmom would beat her. The dad was an alcoholic, so he didn't even know what was going on. And uh, she tried to run away a couple times because she's getting beat so bad, and the mom chained her to a bed. The stepmom chained her to a bed. And so finally the aunt heard unlock her chain. She ran away. They went and got her one time, brought her back, chained her back up. And, uh, and, and then another time she got away and she got free and they hid her at our safe home. And this is, I mean, she, when she first came to us, she was about 12. She's 18 now. She's been with us six years. And recently she got accepted into a, um, it's like a vocational training at culinary school, like a bakery kind of culinary school. And, uh, and she's training under one of the top chefs. He's uh, French. And after this, 
this culinary school, they get to intern in a five-star hotel, like Four Seasons or something, in the beach or in Bangkok or somewhere. And if they like her, they will keep her. So she's going to be the next top chef of Thailand. And it's so awesome. And she got accepted into this program. And we are so, and so it's so exciting. And you see her shirt the day we took the picture. She's wear, it wasn't even planned. We didn't tell her to put the shirt on. But you see what it says? Never give up on miracles. Uh, she wanted to know her dad and, and wanted to see if her dad cared and, and wanted to go back and try to see. So then she wanted to tell her dad she was in this program. And when she went to that to go tell her dad he, she was in this program, he threw 20 baht at her and said, get out of my face. I never want to see you again. And it was like 60 cents. He said, just go. I don't care what happens to you. And so this girl has survived all kinds of odds. And now you look and it's like, it's so amazing the opportunity and what God has done and how he's just turned around her life for good. And so I love that she has that shirt, never stop believing in miracles, never give up on miracles. Miracles happen every day. Isn't that so incredible? <laughs> so that's one of the uh, part of the 135. You could go to the next. But uh, one, right before in January, some of the most incredible things, I'm sorry, the uh, highest government form of government coming, it would be that folder. One of the most incredible things that's happened to us this year, uh, in January, we had the third in, the, in command of the kingdom of Thailand. So it would be like the president, the vice president, and right under that. So it would be like the third, it's the third in charge of the whole kingdom of Thailand. We're a monarchy. We still have a, we're ran by a king. And uh, the third in command, he came to our promised land. That's him right there with the white shirt. You can go to the next picture. He came to our promised land. That's him right there in the middle. This guy, I didn't even realize how powerful this guy is. This guy is so powerful. We were walking, uh, we were walking on my, my dirt road right there, and, and he was walking in front of us. I mean, there was a, one of his guys was walking in front of us. All of a sudden, he saw that we were behind him, and he literally jumped over to the other side like this. Like, literally, I mean, I've never seen anybody jump sideways like that in all my life so far, so fast. And, uh, and I didn't know this, but you're not supposed to turn your back on royalty, or you're not supposed to turn your back on those in power. So if you see in movies, they walk away from, like, their face from the kings like they walk backwards if you see any kind of movies like that so the guy literally just jumped sideways because you're never supposed to turn your back one of the most powerful guys in all of Thailand walking around you could go to the next picture and here he is with our kids and he turned he said to everybody he was he's mean to everybody they said but he loved me for some reason and uh, and so and he said to everyone he said why don't we know what this girl is doing and he said we need to get the news everybody in this country needs to know what this girl is doing with these children we need to to get the news out here. We need to get everybody out here. And, and uh, I, I can't let the news come. And I, even though that's great, but he looked at me and he said, how are you doing this? How, how did you do this? Did our government help you? And I said, no, sir, your government hasn't helped us with one bot. And he said, did your government help you? And I said, no, sir, my government hasn't helped me with one dollar. And, and, and so he's literally saying, how, how are you doing this? This guy knows we're full-on Christian. He knows that we're believers in a 95% Buddhist country where the Christians doing this. He sees everything. He sees the crosses. He sees uh, in, our, in our meeting room, we have uh, Calvary in the middle, Jesus on one end with the little kids coming unto him, painted on the wall, and then we have Moses parting the Red Sea on the other end. They all know we're Christians. It's, it's, it's a, they they full-on know, and they know there's no Buddha images. There's no spirit houses. There's nothing. They they know we're believers, and they know it's the most high God. And so it's crazy because this is what the Lord has promised me. Uh, a, a while ago, I was just praying, and the Lord said, what are you going to do for me in your generation? 
At this point, we had already prevented, rescued, and healed thousands, hundreds of kids. And, and he said, what are you going to do for me in your generation? And I knew what he was saying. And, it, and I knew what he was speaking to me about. And he was talking about in King Solomon and King David's time when there was nowhere for them to worship. There's nowhere. They, uh, they were serving pagan gods and idols. And at that time, it was in King David's heart to build a place of worship so that they would know the most high God. But David couldn't build it, and so he gave it to his son. And his son was young and inexperienced. But because it was in his father's heart, he wanted to build a place that people may know God. And the Lord spoke to me and said, you're going to build a place that the pagan worshipers of the earth and the queen Sheba's of the earth, and they're going to come and see and see what you've done and say, blessed be the Lord your God. And they're going to know that it was you, that, that, that it, was, it was him through us. It was him in us. And they'll know who the true most high God is because of the Christians and what they're doing on the earth. And so with this guy coming and he's seeing and he looked around and it said, when queen Sheba Sheba came, and she came to the, the, uh, the place that they'd built of worship. It said when they saw that the servants of God were in excellent, they were serving excellent. When they saw everything was put together, they said, blessed, she said, blessed be the Lord your God. And that's what's happening right now. It's super incredible, and it's just unprecedented, never before. So you could go to the next, uh, the next, so the Queen Sheba's coming, sorry, the Burmese, uh, the Burmese government. And this I kind of shared with you uh, what is going on last time I was here. But the Thai government, uh, I was at a, a, a World Changers Conference, and the pastors just got around me. They started praying, and they said, Lana, government. No, governments are going to come to you and ask you what to do with the children of their nation. And God's going to put the answer on the inside of you. And you're going to start up social welfare systems in these nations. And from that, it's going to open the door for the gospel. And the Buddhist, Muslim, Hindu nations of the world, you're going to reach those nations through the children. So I know knew that, that that's that's my whole vision that's what God had told me so this was October February I came back to Thailand or February Thailand came to me the government of Thailand came to me we started working with them became the first government recognized safe home in the whole province and then after that when that all happened Thailand started talking to Burma and saying these aren't Thai children being trafficked these are Burmese children being trafficked we're on the Thai Burma border and 60 children are trafficked daily and he said we need your help exactly like what was in the video and so Thailand started putting pressure on Burma, let this organization that's helping us help you, and started pitching Life Impact, the Thai government, Buddhist government, to these, these military junta, Christian killers, uh, uh, child soldier inscriptors army, basically said, you need to let this Christian organization help you, and it, the, the name is Life Impact. So it started putting the pressure on Burma. So right now, our team is negotiating in Burma. We drove actually to the new capital. We went with Colton and Katrina, drove to the new capital, started talking, negotiating, and it started the ball rolling. And so we're seeing how we can set up a social welfare department and help the children of a very close country, of a military-ran country for, that had civil war for over 60 years. And this guy right here, this is our key guy. Um, he is the social welfare director on, our, on the Burma side of our Thai-Burma border. And he basically secretly told us, I have two years that I'm in this office. You have have two years to do whatever you're going to do with the children here, and then they're going to move me, and I can't help you anymore. So you have a two-year window. Whatever you're going to do, do it now. This is our man. This is the key that God has given me in the government, in a whole bunch of evil men. This is the one guy that God has sent to us to help us so that we can help the children. Isn't that incredible? Like, that is just unheard of. And you can see Katrina right there. Uh, you could go to the next picture. So right now we're in negotiations, and then the Burmese, during that time, the Burmese government, these are 
like I said, Christian killers, you know, they uh, take little girls, make them be sex slaves in their army, take little boys, make them be child soldiers, the worst human rights violation in the world, and they came to the promised land. You go to the next one. These are like, you see that guy right there? So he looks all mean and scary and big. So he was, anyways, they, we were talking, it was all serious, and he raised his hand and he said, are you Shakira? And he said, Shakira, Shakira. And, it, and it, so it was so funny. And so I did like a little dance. And uh, Eddie thought it was so awesome. They loved us so much. You see how serious he is? I mean, this, and it's so funny. So I say favor comes in the form of Shakira. And so because they thought we were Shakira, you go to the next one. It is so awesome. And so this is just them. We gave them flowers, gave them just treated them like royalty, treated them like just loved on them, was so good to them. You go to the next one. Can I get some water, please? My water. You go to the next one. So it is, I'm telling you, this is unprecedented. Never have these military soldiers come to our land. Never has this ever happened. This is unheard of, never happened before. Unprecedented miracles. And so uh, the other things that are going on, this is no man's land. And if uh, I've told you guys about no man's land, it's where all the children are housed. We've rescued about eight children from that area. Sorry, it's morning. Gosh, morning. I'm not a morning person. My body doesn't function in the morning. <laughs> uh, bless you guys for coming so early in the morning. And, uh, and this is where, if you've heard anything, who's been to Thailand in here? I don't know if some of you have been to Thailand. Yes. Okay, you remember No Man's Land and how we were praying for that area? So that was the area that we really wanted to target. That was the area that we really wanted to get into and it's just closed. All the drugs are housed there. All the children are housed there. Every single illegal activity happens in no man's land. And so we've just been praying for that area. We've rescued children out of that area. We kidnapped children from the mafia in that area. You could go to that area and get a child any age. There's one way in and one way out. And the, the Thai police say, we can't even protect you in there. We can't protect you in that area, so don't even go in. And, uh, and so we, so what did we do? We went in. And uh, <laughs> and. I've been praying, I've been claiming that area, and that was one of the things that I asked the Burmese government for. I said, I want you to give me no man's land. And, uh, and, so, and he said yes to our face, and he said yes in front of the Thai government, but then when we went back to follow up, we've, we've had some little, uh, some little hiccups in it, but we believe that no man's land is going to be Jesus's land. We're going to take it for the kingdom of God. We're going to bring the kingdom of light to that area, and the king of darkness is going to flee. But uh, the most incredible thing is, so we went in, we brought a team with us, we started going house to house and preaching the gospel. There are 150 families, and there's 100 children in no man's land. So we started preaching the gospel. We saw crazy things. We saw child soldiers there. It was just, a, uh, I mean, child slaves there. We saw a little girl with her hands completely burned and scalded, like just black, and uh, she's 12 years old. She's carrying hot stones and hot soup around, and so they knew what we were seeing, and they knew what was going on, and so they, the, they called the Burmese soldiers, and the Burmese soldiers started coming. And so the head guy I said, the Burmese soldiers are coming. You got to get out now. So, so what we started doing is calling everybody from no man's land to come out to the parking lot. You go to the next one. Come out to the parking lot. And, uh, and I'm sorry, the next one with the four squares, and we'll come back to that one. Uh, come out to the parking lot. So they all came out. We put the bed of the trucks open. Stacy was there, and we started preaching the gospel from the bed of the trucks, the one with the girl praying for the little girl. Sorry. Uh, I'm not doing a good job in queuing. There you go. Uh, they, we started preaching the gospel from the end of the, from the bed of the pickup trucks, and no man's land heard 
heard the gospel for the very first time. We were not going to let the enemy win. And so if that wasn't going to happen, they were going to hear about Jesus. No man's land was going to hear about Jesus for the very first time this, this November, and they did. It was incredible. And so a lot of them received Jesus. There's our kids praying for, praying for the little ones. Uh, those are our rescue kids already praying for the children. We had a children's area. We had a, a woman's area, and then we have a, had a men's area, and we gave them, like, Christmas packs, and no man's land heard about Jesus for the very first time. It was incredible. You could go back to that lady, uh, to us standing with the lady. So one huge thing that happened, uh, we went into no man's land, and this lady calls out to us, okay, so we're on edge because we know we're not supposed to be there. What if soldiers come? They say it's mafia ran, like it's the most dangerous place that you could be at at our border. I wasn't really scared of that. It was more like I didn't want to go to Burmese jail. I, I think it'd be kind of like even worse than a Mexican jail. So I just didn't know, like, you know, I don't know what to, that, that was the main thing. Like, oh gosh, I'm going to get in trouble and we're working with the government and everything like that. And so this is, I'm going to get kicked out of the country. That was my, my thing. So we were on edge. And then all of a sudden this lady goes, Sayama, Sayama. And she calls to me and she goes, uh, and that means teacher, teacher. And I turn around, she runs up to me and she said, do you remember me? Do you remember me? And I said, no, no, I don't. I'm sorry. And she goes, I was in the woman's prison when you came and you preached a message. You said a message and you said that even though we're in prison on the outside and, and we're in prison in our heart, that Jesus can set us free from the prison that's in our heart and in our mind. And we don't have to be slaves to sin and the bad things anymore or slaves to drugs or slaves to our mind anymore that Jesus has given us the key and he has set us free. And she said, and I believe that message that day and my sentence was shortened. And all of a sudden I came out and I don't sell drugs anymore. I believed in that Jesus that you told about. I don't sell drugs anymore. I don't do drugs anymore. She goes, I actually have a noodle shop right here. I have, I'm legit. I do a legit business. <clears throat> she goes, and I bought land. And she goes, go back to that jail and tell them my story. Tell They all know me in there. Tell them about the change in me. Tell them to believe what you said. Tell them that I said to believe what you said. What you said is true. This Jesus that you told us about is true. Tell them it works. Tell them it works. Tell them he's real. And she's the, our one woman and our one contact in no man's land. God has given us this one woman to be our eyes and our ears and our contact in no man's land because we preached the gospel to her in prison and Jesus set her free in the, of the prison of her mind and her heart and her soul. Amen. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that super incredible? All right, you're good. Thank you. And so God's just been doing unprecedented, like just unheard of things. And I want to turn to Isaiah. I got a little bit of time left. Oh, gosh, I don't got any time left. <laughs> I want to turn to, I always do this. I want to turn to Isaiah 60. There's just so much to tell you guys of what's going on. And I'll, I'll be quick. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because 
as the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, and the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Another translation of this says, arise from the circumstances that have laid you prostrate and have held you in depression. You know, during this time, we had unprecedented miracles, but for the first time ever, we had a little boy die in our, in our ministry. He was a, a, he, he was a miracle baby. He was only supposed to live till three or four, and uh, his name was Baby David, and, uh, and he ended up dying. He was eight, and he died of heart failure, and, uh, and so he, even though he's a miracle, like, it, it was like one of my babies in 16 years being on the mission field. I'd never had this happen, so we have all these th- great, incredible things going on, but yet I am hurting so bad on the inside, and the Lord gave me this scripture, arise out of that pain, arise, for the spirit of the Lord's on you, the glory of the Lord. The glory just means the manifested presence of God, and it, and, and I didn't realize that in everything that we'd been doing, and even though all these great things were going on all around us, miracles, the stuff that had been going on, and the, the war, and, the, and just the hurt and the heartache had laid me prostrate. It had laid me down. And then the Lord gave me this scripture. And I, I remember I was in Chiang Mai. We were mourning baby David's death. And he said, get it back up and go back to Mesot. So I got back up. I rise. I, something over me broke, went back. And that's when the third in command of the kingdom of Thailand came. That's when all of a sudden seven different nations in two months came to us from Norway to Sri Lanka to Thailand. We had missed Thailand 1992 come and teach our girls how to make soap. Boom, boom, boom. Just unprecedented miracles happening and going on. And it was, a, it was a, the craziest thing. And he said, arise and shine for your light has come. And you know, you can have, there, there's so much craziness going on right now in the world. And there's so much just junk around us, but God has called us to rise, arise out of it and shine in the midst of it. When he spoke that to me, shine, do what I've called you here to do. Do, do the very thing I've asked you to do. Get up out of the circumstances, get up out of the situation that have laid you down and shine and do what I've asked you to do on the earth. Amen. Uh, there's this, and I want to show you really quick and I, I won't be long, but in, I want to go to um, First Kings. Uh, the Lord has been speaking to me and showing me this, but Elijah, I want to go to 1 Kings 19. Elijah, uh, the prophet, he was at that time, did some of the greatest miracles in the Bible, and he went through the same exact situation. And I've been now from the East Coast to the Midwest to the West Coast, and I find out because right now we're living in the last days, we are seeing unprecedented, unprecedented miracles, but at the same time, the attacks are so intensified, and they're so greater than ever before. And I believe that if, if God's doing that over there, he's doing that right here too. And so in, in this time, this is what I want to share. And I just want to share a little bit of how to get out of those situations and how to get up. And I, I got five minutes, so I'm going to give it to you in five minutes. <laughs> so I talk fast, so you listen fast, all right? <laughs> and, uh, and so Elijah, during this time in 1 Kings 19, I'll just paraphrase, he had done a great feat in, in, in chapter 17 and 18. He had done great, unprecedented miracles. He had defeated the kingdom of darkness, 450 prophets of Baal. He had taken out, and all the people around saw, and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. All these pagan worshipers, they saw, and they saw the one true God because of, because of God manifesting through Elisha and what God did through Elisha. And so Elisha comes back, great victory, and then all of a sudden, Jezebel, she speaks, and she says, I'm going to make your life like one of those ones that you destroyed by this time tomorrow. And, and she had heard about what Elijah done, destroyed her prophet 
prophets, and she was mad. And this Jezebel voice just came and said, you're just going to be just like them. I'm going to destroy your life this time tomorrow. You're not even going to be standing. And so what happens with Elijah? You'd think that he would think at that time, uh, 450, we just saw these great miracles. What are, you're just one. But no, he didn't. He got scared and he went running. And his Bible says that he ran the opposite direction of what the Lord had asked him to do and what the Lord had told him to do. He ran away from the promise and the plan and the purpose of God. And the Bible says that he went and he came under a broom tree. And during that time under a broom tree, it says that he was despondent. He went into depression, actually. And, uh, and he, he was despondent, his depression, and he couldn't even eat. It was to the point he couldn't even eat. And the Bible says that angels from heaven had to come and feed him because he didn't have strength to feed himself. And at that point, an angel came, baked coals, and he said, Elijah, arise and eat. And Elijah arose and, eat, arose and ate. And then he did it a second time. Elijah, arise and eat. And it's crazy because the Lord's been taking me through this about arising up out of junk, out of fear, out of depression, out of intimidation, out of what is holding you back, out of sin. Just arising out of this stuff that sends us running from the other way of what God has for us. And, you know, and so he says, arise and eat. And this part is beautiful. He says, for the journey ahead of you is great. Now, Elijah had seen great miracles. So what does that mean? Like, it means that it's going to be even greater than before. It means it's going to be unprecedented. It means it's going to be something Elijah had never even seen, never even done. It means that it's not even going to compare to what he had seen before. And I just look and I see, you know, today in this day of age, it's crazy because if that could happen to Elijah and that could happen to me, that could happen to any one of us. We see, it's like we could forget the miracles of God and what he's done and what he's called us to and the purpose and what he spoke to us after one negative report or one lie or one person or one thing that just drives us the other way or even one negative thought and we forget everything that the Lord has done we forget everything that the Lord has told us you know and I just believe in these last days we're going to so need to just rise up out of negativity rise up out of junk rise up out of fear rise up out of insecurity ain't nobody got time for that these days there is there is a work to be done on the earth and we need to arise and we need to shine and be all that God's created us to be I believe that for the church for this church I believe that for us individuals that we have to rise up out of the junk and we need to stay out of the junk and we need to shine. The Bible says to be radiant with the glory of God, to be radiant with the manifested presence of God like he was sharing up here, that they see you and say, I want what you have. If we're bickering or if we're doing things and we look just like the person next to us, then they're not gonna want what we have. But if we arise out of it and we're different and we're set apart and we shine with the manifested presence of God, I'm telling you, nothing can stop us. Amen? Amen. I need to pray for you guys. Stand up. <laughs> I need. <laughs> I feel like this is a time we're living in. We're living in the last days. The Bible says deep darkness is flooding the earth, but you're different. It won't come near you. It won't come on you. It won't come on you. It won't come near you. You will arise out of it, for the glory of the Lord will be upon you. And I want to pray for you, because I've seen this all over. You know, I want to pray for you. If you are, you know, you've, you've, you've been, you were doing good, and everything was going well and going good. You guys could start to play lightly. Everything was going well and going good. 
but then just some stuff laid you back down or some stuff knocked you back down or some stuff just laid you prostrate and you didn't realize it, but it got on you. Sometimes when you're going through stuff, some stuff can get on you, you know? And Elijah, I mean, if that happened to the prophet who saw this great miracles, it could happen to us. And there needs to be a point, like when he was worshiping up here and he said, we just need to be free so that we could set other people's free. We need, we need to walk in that freedom. And if you're here today and you, need, you just need to get that stuff off you, you need to rise up out of the junk, out of maybe you did get a, a negative report and it just sent you running from the opposite way of your faith. Or maybe you, you know, just a person or, or a situation at work or, or a situation at home or a situation just made you forget everything that the Lord had told you or everything that he had spoken to you or everything that he had already done and the miracles he had already done. And it sent you run in the opposite way. And that one thing just tripped you up. But now it's time to arise because the journey ahead is great. If that is you, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to rise out of that pain, to rise out of insecurity, to rise out of depression. I want to pray for you to rise out of negativity, to just to rise out of the junk that would hold you back so that you can shine and be all that God's called you to be and do all that God's asked you to do on the earth. God wants you to shine in your community. God wants you to shine in your workplace. God wants you to shine in your assignment of what he's given to you. God wants you to shine to the nations. God wants you to shine to people all around you. God wants you to shine. And nothing can dim that out. Nothing can, can, can get, get that dirty. God wants you to be all that you were created to be. Amen. So this is what I want you to do. I'm going to pray for two things. So if that's you, as your act of arising and as your act of just saying, I'm going to rise up out of this, I want you to step up and come to the altar, and I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to just uh, to rise. Again, if it's insecurity, if it's discouragement, if you've just been discouraged lately, if it's discouragement, if it's fear, if it's depression, if it's lack, if it's just, even if it's just negativity, that it's just got on you and laid you out and just laid you prostrated, the circumstances, it says, arise out of the circumstances that have laid you prostrate, that has just got on you. Arise out of the depression that has come upon you from the situations. If it, it, any of those, just come up and I'm going to pray for you. It's just a step of faith between you and God. Insecurity, lack, depression, discouragement, negativity, whatever it be that's holding you back and you know you need to do it and you know that it's your time to shine. It's your time. If you know that it's you, I want you to step up. And if, it's, and if right now, if it's just these people in front, I want you to stretch forth your hand to them and we're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for them to be all that God's asked them to be. And we're going to pray for us. We're going to pray for us to do all that God's asked us to do in the last days. Amen. So let's pray. I want to pray for all of you right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you for what you're doing in this church. I thank you for what you're doing in our lives. There's no more time. There's no more time for insecurity. There's no more time for fear, for doubt. There's no more time for negativity, for things to hold us back from the things that you've asked us to do. The time is short. The time is short. The time is short. And so, Lord, right now, I thank you 
that you're raising us up. You're raising us up. You're raising us up from those situations, even like we were praying earlier in the room. Resurrection power is available. You're raising up our marriages. You're raising up our children. You're raising us up from the circumstances that have come upon us, that are putting out our light, that are making us shine dimly. Right now, your resurrection power is going all over this room and raising up just dead relationships, raising up dead dreams, raising us up out of fear, out of insecurity, out of lack, out of negativity. No more negativity. No more negativity. Raising us up out of thoughts, raising us up out of doubt, out of doubt, and that we would remember right now the things that you've done, the mighty works that you've done, the unprecedented miracles that you've already done that you're raising us out from those things and bringing us ahead because the journey is great. There is a great journey. Our best days are ahead. The best is yet to come in our life. You're saying arise and shine for the glory of the Lord's upon you. The glory of the Lord's upon you. The manifested presence of God is on you. God is all over you. God is all over you. So right now I thank you for your presence all over this place, all over us, all over every circumstance, all over every situation, Lord. I thank you that your manifested presence is on the scene working in our behalf, Lord. You are working on our behalf. You're raising us up and causing us to shine in what you've asked us to do in the last days and what you've called us to do in these last days, Lord. I thank you. We shine. We shine. We shine. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for a radiance of your glory that every single person that when they walk out of here, that they are radiant with your presence, that they know that they are different, that they have an assignment that they're risen up out of themselves and out of their their own shortcomings or their own capacity. And they're shining unto you, Lord. They're radiant with you, with your glory, that they don't see them, but they see you, Lord. I thank you for it now. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Okay, so this is the next thing I want to do. And I don't know how you guys do uh, your, uh, your altar calls here. But if you, th- the first thing before we can shine in this world and not look like this world is we need to be out of this world. And number one, he causes us, he calls us to rise out of sin, out of shame, out of failure. And so if you're here today and you've never made the decision to rise up out of that sin and out of that shame and out of that failure, or you've never made that decision to shine for Jesus, to not live your own life, but to live for him and to shine for him. If that's you, I want you to come up to the altar. We want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. The way you first start shining is you become a new creation. The Bible says, arise out of those circumstances, arise out of depression, and rise to a new life, a new life. He has a new life for you, one that you shine, one that you shine, one that your light is not put out, one that you are not depressed and overburdened by sin. And if that's you, I want to pray for you today. If that's you, I want you to come right here, and I'm going to pray for you. Are you here today? Are you here today? 
All right. I'm going to I'm going to assume that all of you are shining for Jesus. <laughs> so this is what I want you to do. I want you to lift your hands and I'm just going to bless you. I'm just going to command a blessing over you. Lord, I thank you for your people that are called by your name. I thank you for what you are doing on the earth. Lord, I thank you in whatever situation they're in right now, that they rise up, that they rise up, that they're, they're better than it. Lord, that the greater one that's on the inside of them, greater is he that's in them than he that's in the world, that they don't get caught up with the right and the left, that they don't get caught up, but they arise to do everything that you've asked them to do on the earth, Father. That they arise and they shine, that they are radiant with you, that they are different, that they look different, that they feel different, that they act different, Lord, that they are different, that they are different. I thank you that there is not one day that goes by from this day forth that they don't recognize your manifested presence on their life, your hand that's on their life, your hand that's on their life. I thank you from this day forward that when they go out of there, that the hand of the Lord is upon them, that the hand of the Lord is upon them, that kings come, that it attracts people, that they have such an unprecedented favor for this day and this age and these last days, that there's such an unprecedented favor that's upon them and within them, Lord that kings come to the rise and that people just come to them and ask them for help and ask them for answers and that you put the answers on the inside of them for the, this last day, for these last days, Father, that kings and nations come to their rise and that they see that they are different, that they attract those people that need help, that need answers, and that they give that answer readily, that they are ready to give the answer for the hope of glory that is Jesus Christ, the hope that is within them, Lord, that they are ready to give that answer that they are fit and they are shot and they are ready to give that answer that the name of Jesus is on their tongue and on their lips, Lord, and that in these last days they rise and they shine. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for having us.